This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. The Where a couple fat guys talk Marvel. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Usually I do podcast from my basement. <laughs> you guys are losers. It's the devil you sold your soul to. To the ultimate Marvel podcast. I'm Jack, and who else is here? Ronnie's here. Yep, I'm here. Ronnie, who lately thinks he's my mortal enemy. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because <laughs> we disagree. We have disagreed a lot hey, lately, haven't we? Once or twice. <laughs> More than we used to, anyways. Yeah, what's that about? I don't why know. Do you, why do you keep changing your opinions and things? I'm not changing. Why can't you have the same opinion as me? <laughs> Because I'm trying to have the right opinion. Oh, well, then, then you would have the same opinion as me, then. Uh, I think we bicker more, like, online, though, than we do on here. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so, too. Just because I troll you more online, I think. Yeah, what's up with that, Ronnie? Because it's fun. Troll? It's fun. I'm going to call you Pip. <laughs> well, you already do, so... That's right, I need to rename you on this podcast to Pip. Yeah. Which people don't know why, but Ronnie has a picture of his picture on Twitter. He's smoking a cigar. And at the angle that it's tilted at, I was like, kind of looks like Pip the Troll. <laughs> but, who I'm a big fan of, though, so that's not a criticism. That's a compliment. Yeah, and I know Nick's not a fan at all, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's like our Nerdy Legion co host That's just kind of what we do is, like, talk trash to each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All day. Yep. Every day. Yep. Problem is, like, reading stuff online, you can't hear somebody's tone. So yeah, I'm so always you... like, is he joking or is he, like, really pissed? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. See, and I just, like, take it like everybody's just being smart asses all the time. So right. that's whatever. But then, you know. I just take it like everybody's pissed all the time. <laughs> well, like, Paul's always pissed anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just his demeanor, you know. And then Aaron's always pissed too, but when I listen to you guys on your podcast, he's all like, sounds all fun and happy. No, he's <laughs> he's not pissy. He's just smart-assy all the time. That's all, that's all that is. Gotcha. Words are hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who invented words, man? They didn't do a good job. Yeah, we need a reinvention. My wife is is, like, she's completely fluent in two languages, which amazes me because i'm not even sure i'm fluent in one yet because okay. like I, I say stuff all the time and people respond in weir- weird ways and then like we go back and forth and after a while i'm like i'm starting to say things that like confuse myself and i'm like how did i get here <laughs> that's what that's what the internet's for i guess yeah <laughs> so, oh so uh everybody listening just heard that ridiculous intro i did with the punisher screams you, mm-hmm. you remember with yes. the uh yeah. Or whatever. Right. I just want to point that out in case somebody is wondering, like, why there's somebody keeps screaming on the intro. <laughs> there's a method to the madness. It's it's the Punisher. It's the Punisher psyching himself up to get the job done. They played the crap out of that scream on the show. Yeah, well, that's because he's got to get psyched up, though. He's pushing himself. Uh, yeah, and he's pushing past the pain. Like, I would assume that it started when he was overseas. Before we talk about that, because we never finished our Punisher talk last yep. time, but yep. there's, God, there's so much to talk about. But I want to like, I'd like to first talk about the big thing, the big thing, which is the Marvel Fox deal that has like everybody freaking out for better or worse. Oh, but before I even mention that, you already mentioned it. I mean, but before we talk about it, <laughs> yes. before I talk about the thing, and before we even talk about that thing. Uh-huh. I want to also mention the bang-up job. Another thing, which is the bang-up job Donny Cates is doing on Thanos and Doctor Strange. And I think he just started, and like those are already my two favorite books. Right. Um, 
but I want to mention it because you had the chance to interview him. Yep. Which you did an awesome job, although I'm still pissed that I wasn't on there. <laughs> but how did that go? Tell us it was, about it. Uh, it was really cool. I mean, there wasn't anything that I edited out, so that was just the straight conversation. Of course, I edited out a little of the beginning where, you know, it was just we talked about, you know, just different stuff. And, you know, we saw him at C2E2 and talked to him a little bit, even though, as you heard, he didn't really remember. But, <laughs> I mean, when you see, like, a million fans a year, it's not like you can remember one certain person. Yeah. But he's just a down-to-earth, genuine dude that's excited about writing books. Right. And, yeah, it's a great – it was a great time to have a conversation with him. And um, he's open to coming back again, like, later on when other arcs come out. Like, I interviewed him for Aftershock. Right. Specifically, but, you know, how can you not talk about the other books that he's doing? Like Thanos and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Those are excellent. We got to bring them on here. But um, if anybody wants to hear that, just jump on our AfterShock Central podcast, sister podcast, sister yep. podcast, or is it a brother podcast? What do you say, sibling podcast? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a parent. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the Nerdy Legion yeah. network as well. I'm glad you and got then, a chance to do that. Um, okay. I just re- I just did one with um, Zach Thompson. Oh right, how'd that go? <laughs> um, really well. Same thing. Um, only with this one is there was a lot of stuff that I had to edit out because it wasn't announced yet. So. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So for future episodes of ACP, when it comes out, um, when the information gets announced and comes out, I'll tack on bonus. Bits yeah. of that interview because there's a lot of stuff in there that's so cool that and detailed that it has to be heard yeah type thing so right and zach's um doing punish uh cable coming up in march awesome he's taking over cable so cool that should be good so man uh marvel fox um mm-hmm if anybody hasn't heard yet, you must live underground somewhere with the mole man because everybody's talking about this deal. Um, so Disney, who owns Marvel, paid 21st Century Fox $52 billion. I still can't believe that that's the number, but not million, but billion, $52 billion dollars. Uh, to buy back the film rights to their characters as well as a bunch of other stuff. I think they they got like uh, National Geographic. Uh, they got Fox's majority stake in Hulu. Uh, what else? The Simpsons? Avatar? The Simpsons. Avatar, yep. Some cool stuff. Um, but the most relevant thing for this podcast is the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, Silver Surfer, and other characters. Um that I think most of us, or at least many of us, previously thought like would never be in the MCU, um, mm-hmm. is now owned by Marvel Studios, which has like so many ramifications. And everybody's like talking about, you know, these characters showing up in movies and teaming up with the Avengers or whatever. It's I think like we'll talk about that. I'm sure, um, but how it affects the movies is sort of easy to speculate about. What I think I'm almost more interested in is, like, how does this affect the comics? Because the Fantastic Four have been completely MIA for a couple years now. I think since Hickman left, right? Right, right, Um, And, you know, we've griped and complained that, like, the Inhumans seem like they're being forced down our throats in place of mutants because... Marvel Comics wants their stories to help advertise Marvel movies, not Fox movies, obviously. So you emphasize your characters, de-emphasize the ones Fox had rights to, which uh, we kind of, you know, I sort of thought may have been what's led to crappy X-Men stories. But, like, does that all change now? Maybe? Uh, Yeah, maybe. I mean, I assume that they're going in that direction anyways because we're getting a fantastic four book again 
Um, Sue and Reed still aren't in it that I know yeah. of, but we're getting it. And who knows how much of this they, like the people, the decision makers actually knew was coming or had a thought might be happening. You know, they, they, they could have they been working on this for a while, more than what we even know, but... Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw that there was a theory that um, Kevin Feige knew that it was in the works at least for Spider-Man: Homecoming, or since Spider-Man: Homecoming, hmm. and um, that's why Tony Stark's Avenger Tower gets sold, and the buyers mysteriously not named that it could turn into the Baxter building uh-huh. or it has the op- opportunity to turn into the Baxter building. That would make sense. Yeah. But, and, and then, if, but that's if, just if, a rumor, right? Or yeah, somebody, but, no, yeah, that's just a rumor, but, okay. but like, no, he said, I think he said that, oh, did that he? he, that he left it wide open that way. Okay. But like plan huh. B, if, if the buyout didn't happen, then we could turn it into Oscorp. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that still fits the initiative of the the Spider-Man story. There's New York landmarks in, like, every character comic in, in Marvel Comics. Right. Well, um, and, and the Avengers Tower through the MCU has been in the skyline of several movies. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's, it would be make sense to stick with it. But I'm wondering, like, maybe I'm hoping... I, I, I'm just wondering, like, once again, like, can we do we get like the best creative teams on Fantastic Four and X Men books? And will Inhumans now go back to playing second fiddle to mutants? And can we just go ahead and, <laughs> and scrap the Inhumans on ABC show because that <laughs> that sucked? Well, I mean, <laughs> I doubt it's going to get renewed for season two. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, so consider it scrapped. So your wish is granted there. <laughs> and Just replace it with the gifted. Everybody well, likes that. Well, the gifted's already there. I know, but it's not in the MCU. Well, was Inhumans in the MCU? I think so. It was on ABC. Well, that doesn't make it in the MCU, though, right? Did you what? What did you notice that tied it in with the movies? Well. It doesn't have to be, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't make. There's potential for connections, or they could play with it down the road. Oh, they got okay. A, they got an Inhuman on Shield. Um, I mean, I don't want them to connect it because I didn't personally like the show. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was going. I thought it had a lot of potential, but um. Well, what I was so saying boring. was, it, it like Shield is connected to the MCU, whether or not any of those characters will ever get to the big screen or not. It references what happens in the movies. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Sure. And so I, I, I would, I didn't know what you meant by the inhumans were in the MCU because there was no reference to stuff that happened in the movies in that okay. series. So that's, that. that's why I was, Fair I was asking. But I think the assumptions sort of been there that if it's on ABC, it's, part of the MCU. But, but that's just a fair point. Because they didn't really tie anything in, so um doesn't have to be just because it's on the network. Right, right. Uh, but, see, now here I'm derailed again. I don't even remember what I was saying. But, like, The Gifted, there was no way it was ever going to be connected to anything in MCU-related or S.H.I.E.L.D.-related or Netflix-related until right. now, potentially, if they want to. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to to that. See what happens in the comics because I think there could I think there could be some major shifting, especially if they start, you know, lobbying or advertising for some of these characters in upcoming movies. Even if they're years out, they'll start putting them in uh, more major comic roles. I think because that's what they do with all of them. Whenever there's a they 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 seem to run parallel, like in tandem, a, a, a title with a movie or a movie character. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. So, what do you think about the ramifications in these movies? Because um, I can't help but like geek out over some of the possibilities of having these characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But, I have concerns. 
Uh, I really only have one concern, but... For me, it's awesome that Marvel has their characters, most of their characters back, right? Except for the Sony ones. But for the MCU part, it's like a little too late. Too little too late for me. Because, I mean, how awesome would it have been to have Hugh Jackman be Wolverine in an Avengers movie? Well, now that's not going to happen because Hugh Jackman's retired as Wolverine. Wasn't there rumors about possibly bringing him into Avengers 4? Yeah, but he already came in and said that he wouldn't do it again. Oh, did he? Yep. I thought he said he would be interested if it was MCU. Uh, I think he he came out and said that it would be nice, but he'll have to pass. Yeah. It would be a little bit weird that he was in a different universe, and now all of a sudden he's in this one playing the same role. And then, you know, we already... Um, quote unquote shot our load on civil war when we could have held out like two more years and done it the proper way with, you know what I mean? With the Illuminati or sending Hulk into space and taking him out of the picture, having Spider-Man in there the correct way, having Xavier in there and, Hmm. and how awesome would it have been to see actual, x-men with um thor and iron man and captain america but now unless they fast track stuff which i'm not saying couldn't happen because i mean you just spent 54 billion dollars on to get them back but i don't want them to put them in there just for the sake of them having them in there because and, and my concern is now there's a new X-Men. There's two new X-Men movies coming out, right? Right. You, you have the Phoenix Saga or whatever it's called. Yeah. And then you have the New Mutants. Right? Isn't it New Mutants? Yeah. That's the, the show. The, uh, well, what's the horror one? That's the Yeah, that's the show. That's not, I thought it was a movie. New Mutants is... I got it written down here somewhere. Oh, it is a Fox movie. Yeah, right. yeah. So, like, why, uh, if you're going to rebrand them, or, I mean, what, you know what I'm saying? How, how You can't forcibly, do those movies even matter now? Hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard, and so, uh, go ahead. And uh, Well, and also, it's like, obviously those movies are pretty much done. Mm-hmm. So there's no point of paying the actor extra to come back to do reshoots to throw a couple one-liners in here or there to give you Easter eggs that it's now in the MCU because that doesn't financially make sense. So it's kind of like best case scenario is now that the X-Men movies are good again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you leave that world alone. But in the MCU, you can reference them now and throw Easter eggs out there, right? Kind of like what they did, um, teasing that Spider-Man was out there before they brought him in. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they mess around with the, 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 like these two movies or the past movies. I think they just let it play out because, and and then they usher the X-Men in or mutants in how, you know, whatever way feels organic to the, the, their movie, the movie storyline. It would just it would just get too weird to try to you know doctor this stuff in. Yeah, I'm just my main concern is that the X Men movies and Deadpool the tone is 100 percent different mm-hmm. than the MCU movies. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say because what I thought Fox, even though I I don't I wasn't a big fan of the X Men movies. What I thought they did really well the past year was create some like diversity in Marvel movies because their stuff has been very like R-rated and dark whereas the MCU has been sticking to this PG-13 action comedy format for a lot well, yeah. of, for a lot of movies. Well, yeah, because they're Disney. Right. As to where Fox doesn't have to be or didn't have to be. Yeah. Uh well, but the Netflix stuff is but the under the same umbrella. Well, 
technically speaking, it's the same corporation, but it's not the same department. Right. Still so. Yeah. But, well, I mean, but regardless, like, I think that needs to, I think that's going to have to change at some point. Because I know the like the movies are killing it and making a ton of money, and I, I mean I've I I've loved all of them, but there has to be a limit on how long you can do the same thing. You know what I mean? What do you uh, know? The same thing of what? The same action PG thirteen action comedy format. Oh well, that point and ship has sailed with me <laughs> a long time ago, but yeah, because I'm already like tired of the same format. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I know some of you guys are. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before that sort of starts leaking into the rest of the, the general public. Yeah, so we're hipsters, is what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe you're trendsetters. <laughs> but so I think they have to diversify, and I think that's probably why they've been advertising uh, Infinity War and, or, and Avengers 4 as like this like game-changing event. Um, I hope yeah, that's has- what it turns out to be. Yeah, it has that more serious and darker tone to it from the yeah. trailers. Right. But, but, like, that's what we talked about last time is, like, we went from happy rom-com type movies, and then all of a sudden now we're doing, like, a 180, and we're getting dark and serious where there was no middle shift. Well, I think they I think they just need to diversify it. I don't think the whole the whole universe needs to go one direction. I just want like variety. I want to have a funny movie and then one that's more like Logan. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's what I'm saying is like the last two or three movies have been yeah comedy centric. Right. So yeah, for it, all of them to be different and serious tone or you know a detective tone or a sci-fi, you know that all that's cool. But the whole bottom line of it was like it's the sci-fi comedy or it's the detective comedy you know type thing but you know i'm just one person so <laughs> obviously obviously it may, like thor made whatever million of dollars so yeah well yeah i don't i mean the people people don't seem to be tired of it yet i mean actually the opposite but i mean i think you could assume it's sort of peaking right now I mean, at some point, it's going to, it's just naturally going to happen. It's, this stuff's just not going to keep getting more and more popular and making more and more money. Eventually, it's going to peak and they're going to put out a dud. It's going to do really bad and uh, something, something will change. Um, and and I, I'm worried that if they don't figure out how to sort of create some variety, then it'll be hard to sustain what they're doing right now. But your stuff with the, with the X Men? Yeah. Like, I've never been a huge X-Men fan. So what they do with that stuff like is sort of irrelevant to me. Like my I was way more excited about the Fantastic 4 uh being ushered in somehow or Silver well, yeah, Surfer because, man. Silver Surfer gets me excited. Well, yeah, that that whole aspect gets me excited because now they can actually do an annihilation movie if they wanted to since yeah. they're seemingly going into the cosmic area. But I don't want it to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Annihilation tone. I want it to be the serious Annihilation tone that it was in the books. It doesn't have to be like specifically to the T, just like the comic books, but I want the tone still to be there. Yeah, that goes back to the same point. They need to figure out a way to to shake it up a little bit. This People keep posting stuff online about... Uh, like the Avengers teaming up with X-Men and how cool that would be. And I'm like, weren't we, haven't we just been saying that the Avengers are about to get killed off in infinity war? Hasn't that been sort of the assumption and the rumors floating around that these guys contracts are up. So whatever, whatever happens after infinity war, I don't think it's, it's not going to be Tony Stark and cat and, and, uh, C Rogers teaming up with x-men i know and that's what that's what i was alluding to earlier is yeah. it's a little too, a little too late because it would have been better if it was that than what yeah. we will probably be getting 
Oh, the other thing we didn't mention is Disney. So Disney already announced plans to pull content from Netflix um, a while back and sort of do their own streaming service. I don't know if we've talked about this one here or not. Mm-hmm. But now, if they own the majority of Hulu, do they just roll that content into Hulu instead? Uh, yeah, maybe. Or you don't have to start over from scratch with a streaming app. You can just take Hulu's backbone, say, and reskin it and put it out as your own. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Hulu. I mean, because because I mean, you're not losing anything. So, like, even if you own Hulu and you like put some of your content on it, and you have your own major app where you put all of your content on it, mm-hmm. then you're double dipping in the profits. Right. So. Unless you're kind of competing with yourself. But is it? Would it be competing with yourself though? Because I mean, what would it matter if both of them are bringing in money? You know what I mean? You're gonna have to. I think I think even though they own the majority of Hulu, I think it's still like I don't remember I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like thirty to sixty percent or something. Yeah. So there's yeah. other stakeholders that are going to be lobbying for them to take not to have their own streaming service because they want everybody to go into what's putting money in their pockets. You right. Know? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely. Well, well, I mean, here's the thing for me: like I I like the Hulu app. I think it's I think it's it works really well, but I've never had a a reason to walk to really use it like the only reason i have hulu at the moment is because is to watch runaways like i literally have never cared about anything else on hulu i think tick was on there was tick on hulu tick no, was, on was on amazon, amazon. right yeah. so so anyways this gives me this that would give me more of a reason to start watching more stuff on hulu right and probably less reason to watch netflix if that's what they're, I'm sure that's what Hulu, other people involved with Hulu are, are, you know, their goal is. Right. Speaking of runaways, mm-hmm. what else do you want to talk about this Marvel Net or Fox thing? Any other concerns? Points um, of interest? No, I, I just think it's, I think it hurts more in the long run than it does initially like first knee-jerk reaction is great we get our characters back but i think for like everybody else it or not everybody else but like the overall big picture of it even though different production companies are doing different movies now it's not it's still under one umbrella so you're not competing with anybody besides yourself yeah does that make sense yeah, but all the who cares as long as you get a good Fantastic Four movie. Isn't that really what, all that matters? Yeah, Let's, but I just meant like no. <laughs> the whole bigger picture of it, though. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm sure I'm sure now that it's it's not a hostile takeover, but I'm sure <laughs> more jobs will be lost because you'd have to. Well, we're going to shut down this produ- production company because we do have this one already established type thing. Yeah. Or we have more higher tech over here than over there. But like you said, as a Marvel fan, it's okay. I just – it's a little too late for me. Well, you made a good point also uh, about Fox News now getting sort of an adrenaline shot in the arm from this. Yeah. Which is well, sort of I like mean, a weird side effect. That probably yeah. not many people are thinking about. Yeah, it's you know you have Fox News, Fox Business, and Fox Sports. Yeah, and that's the only thing that Fox, I guess, technically owns anymore. Mm-hmm. So now you have fifty-two billion dollars to put assets into that. It's chump change. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, they can, they can restructure however they want with that much money. Right, and. You know, they can buy up any other under news broadcast people, people or production to be under Fox News umbrella. Yeah. Not to get too political, because like I know how you love to get political. I'm trying to yeah keep you toned down on that on that mm-hmm. front. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't help but think. Like, I don't think that's good for anyone. Like people on the left, no. they don't they don't want 
those guys empowered. But then also, if you're on the right, do, like, do you really want one network dominating your news coverage? No, that's what I was saying the yeah. other day in our chat. Is right. like, no matter if you're right or if you're left or if you're in the middle, you still need both outlets going to have the balance. I mean, because yeah. because if not, then it might as well be communism. Yeah, well, like moderates and liberals, they have all these different outlets. They have MSNBC and CNN or NPR and even like the comedy shows tend to be like center left. But if yeah. you're on the right, it's like you you only have Fox and then there's like some small peon outlets that I don't think many people pay attention to, like right. Breitbart. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're only hearing like the views of one network. But I mean, other than that, I don't really care what Fox does with it. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, <laughs> that, that's just the downsides that I saw. Yeah. Well, but like I said, I it's cool that the characters are here yeah. and home now. But for me, it's a little. I mean, maybe for Austin, my son, and and then grandkids, it'll be even more awesome. Maybe we'll get finally get an awesome Fantastic Four movie in like 2020 or 2025 or whatever Mm -hmm. but you know for the immediate future i don't see it like swinging any which way we'll we'll see it'll be interesting uh marvel's or not marvel but disney's becoming a a huge company corporation they're taking over yeah for sure yeah um Let's. I want to get your thoughts on some of these shows that we never got to talk about. Okay. Um, especially with Punisher. Now that we've both finished it, well, we finished yep. it a while back. A while back, but didn't talk about it. Um, because I think I'm with you. I think like we. I think we're on the same page with this one because I think it was up there at the top of my Marvel Netflix shows list. Um, I don't think it was as good as the other. As either Daredevil season, but it might be like right there after those for me. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't, I don't. Well, go ahead. T- tell me what you thought. Um, to me, it's the best Netflix series, right behind or right in front of Daredevil season two. Hmm. Hmm. And then I would say it's high probably. Marks. And then I would probably say Jessica Jones, and then Daredevil season one, and then everything else after that. Huh. Daredevil season two, for me, with the stuff with Elektra um, and the Punisher, I loved it. I, th- I just thought it had more really well done elements in it. Like, my only thing with the Punisher was that it felt like... It felt like the same thing the entire way through the show, which created a a little bit of monotony. But, I mean, it wasn't bad to the point that it bothered me. I, I enjoyed it um, because it seemed like exactly what a Punisher show should be. But Daredevil 2, man, was, was great. And Daredevil 1 was kind of groundbreaking for me. Yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see what you're saying. But, like, for me... For me to rate the whole first season of Punisher ahead of, say, Daredevil season two with the Punisher, what I loved about Daredevil season Punisher two was the Punisher. Was the Punisher, <laughs> and then I got you know a whole season of just that. And yeah. I know yeah. it has I know it has mixed reviews, but guess what? It already got picked up for a second season. Oh, it should. And um. It's just high octane, high intensity, ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and it and it went places that I don't think went in, or went before type stuff. Yeah. It, it questioned gun control. It questioned, you know, PTSD. It questioned his yeah. morale. So I, you know. There's a lot more to the surface than, oh, this guy's got a gun and he's got a list and he's taking guys out. Oh, yeah. They humanized him. 
Yeah, for sure. And I like the way they uh, sort of did it gradually. At the beginning, he seemed sort of just kind of psycho. This psycho dude working for some construction company, banging his hammer against the wall, wouldn't talk to anybody, was like complete antisocial. He wouldn't even, he'd go to those, uh, those, those, uh, those meetings and like hide behind the wall and he would listen not even show his face and they gradually sort of humanized him throughout the show and brought him out a little bit more to the public right and, and then the Andy was just like all out yeah and then it's it set up for an awesome villain for season two so right I don't know for me it hit now was there boring episodes or filler type Moments. episodes sure I mean, give me a season that hasn't had one of those. All the Netflix shows, I think, have have lulls. Yeah, right. Well, and and not just the Netflix shows. I'm talking any show that you watch. There's got to be at least one or two filler-type episodes. Not S.H.I.E.L.D., man. Don't even get me started on that. (laughs) You want to talk about that? Yeah. That's a good transition. But I I will say that I think with Punisher... Like it had mixed reviews, but I think the audience reviews were pretty good. Yeah, I, I think, think they were. Right. I think they were really high. Yeah, I know um, it's a mixed bag people, between our friends, but yeah, yeah, screw them. Our opinion is all that matters when it comes to Marvel, because we're the <laughs> ones that right. show up and do the podcast. That's right. Y'all aren't inviting me on Absolute DC to to hate on DC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't hate on DC. I just don't I just don't know it. I know, I was just joking. I don't I don't care. That's that should be a better way to put it. Like I, I see I saw that's Justice League point. and I enjoyed it, but I didn't care. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a good point because you know what I don't care about? <laughs> Shield. Shield. In space. Oh my god, it's awesome. Okay. I'm glad you enjoy it. That, see, here's but. the thing. Okay, so let's... Wait, I, I mentioned, like, there being a little bit of monotony in Punisher, the way every episode is the same. And, and most of these shows, not even just the Netflix shows, like all the superhero shows, every season seems like it was just like the previous season. I thought Daredevil Season 2 did a good job of of making it sort of reinvent itself a little bit to make it more interesting, introducing Elektra and, and, and the Punisher. But a lot of these shows, even the DC shows, man, it's like every season is the same stuff. And S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one show that is not, that's not the case at all. Like, this doesn't even seem like the same show from season one or the Inhumans season. And even the stuff last season with uh, Ghost Rider... That doesn't even seem like the same show. I mean, if it wasn't the same cast of characters, um, I wouldn't even think it was related. Yeah, you're correct, because now it's boring. <laughs> Wrong. And for the first time for me, it feels monotonous. And over and over, and it's like, ugh. It's kind of like, for me, this is the best example I can give you of this season for S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. The Walking Dead, the season at the farm. Because it's like, okay, cool stuff happens, kind of, but... Because they're stuck in space the whole time? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, great. Now we're in space. Oh, we're still in space. Kind of like what Max says all the time. Oh, yeah, let's go out in space <laughs> where nobody can hear you scream. That sounds like fun. <laughs> well, we're, we're, that's the, the point of the show. They're trying to figure out how to get out of there. Oh, I think the point of the season is how to get up ratings and go by moving to Friday, which is the death slot anyway, <laughs> and then putting them in. And uh, it's just it's not my bag. How about that? Uh, so what about the um, the whole stuff with the Cree and Inhumans? Be what do you think about that stuff? Because they're what do you mean, like being prominent on the season? No, I th- so the Kree are responsible for the Inhumans' existence. In, yeah. In the com- I mean, in the in the history in the original comics. Yeah. So now that's my what I was originally think of, thinking of when I saw them um, doing these sort of experiment experiments with the Inhumans and 
that they're trying to play on that concept. Yeah. And I found it automatically. I was like, oh, this could be cool. We got Kree and Inhumans. There's a natural story, untold story there that I'd love to see on the screen. Yeah. <clears throat> In a different, I don't know. It's just, it's cool to go to space or have a couple of agents in space, but to have the whole team and everything around evolve around space. And now Simmons is whatever Simmons is doing. And Fitz Jeez. isn't even on the, on the show. Why is he not on the show? Oh, but, well, I don't remember. Well, because apparently he's stranded on the blown up earth. Ah. Uh. And he, he just got mis- Did he just get misplaced? Well, yeah, hmm. because he didn't make it into the whatever boom tube portal, whatever. So, <laughs> so he keeps sending them letters from the from their past, his future. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they're gonna find him on the broken earth that nobody can go to but yet i think that earth looks awesome like the seeing that earth just i mean first of all that would never exist in that state but it still looks really cool and and them trying to land on it and 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 make some sense out of the earth in that in that form looks really cool to me and the guy that they sent to earth or whatever to die Remember? Yeah. Yeah. That that our team, and I'm using air quotes here, our team screwed over to get him to go to Earth. Mm-hmm. And now they just landed on Earth. Oh, he's not coming <laughs> back to screw them over. Well, well, so do you like other space movies? Like, how about The Martian? I said movies. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about a TV show. But do you like other stuff that's stories that are in that setting that confined setting yeah it's just this one you don't like yeah it's just it's just this like you know i love total recall i love star trek i love battlestar galactica uh orville you like the orville i love the orville yeah i like it too but you see what i'm saying i got into those knowing that it was going to be a sci-fi outer space this one show this one was kind of like a left hook like yeah. oh yeah that's what my dad said when i asked him about it he's yeah, like well, this is funny weird why are we in space now because my text to you and your dad's text to you were pretty much exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> well but okay so i just looked it up audience score on agents of shield season 5 93%. So you're wrong, Ronnie. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm majoritively wrong about the <laughs> Fox Disney thing too, but And I'll keep watching it because that's what I do. I enjoy bad things, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, here one we might agree on. Well, actually, I don't even know. Runaways. What do you think about? Have you been watching it? Are you up to yeah. up to speed on I- it? I think I'm one episode behind, but what's your thoughts I, on it? I absolutely love the Runaways. Hmm. It would probably be out of all the Marvel shows that are on, I would say it would be my number one. Interesting. And I then thought, I thought Gifted would be. Gifted would be the, my number two. The uh, Gifted has more of the CW drama stuff happening right yeah, now. That not sure. that that knocked that down a couple points but but now you weren't a big fan of the comic were isn't that right you you liked the but, comic but you weren't crazy about it runaways oh i loved the comic did you i did yeah. too yeah i absolutely loved it yeah see i don't know what to make of it because i sort of have the same feeling i did when i watched ragnarok even though i really enjoyed ragnarok as its own movie i keep wanting to compare it to the comics I love the original Runaway story. Yeah. And and this show, in some ways, seems exactly like it, to the T. But then in other ways, not at all. Um, right. And it's it's just, it's something, like the graphics sometimes suck, which I don't care about. That happens. Um, and the story kind of like jumps around a lot. And I think there's, like it's some of the stuff, it just seems like it's much, I, 
I feel like it read better as a comic than like it's much easier to sell like a ridiculous thing like a very random pet dinosaur to me in a comic book than it than it than it than you do on TV. Um, but that said, like the last few episodes, I I thought were really super interesting. So I have a hard time like pulling the trigger on this one either way because I'm enjoying it. I just I watch it for some reason nitpicking things. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's your fault, honestly. It's like oh for sure because I've learned a long time ago, a long time ago, like when we were kids, that I can't expect anything to be like the movies or or the books or whatever, whichever medium it is. So yeah. To me, I, I mean, like a total example of this would be Gotham hmm. for DC. Like, if you go in expecting Batman mythos in Gotham, yeah, then you're gonna absolutely freaking hate it for sure because you're gonna nitpick the crap out of it that this didn't happen in the book or that didn't happen in the book. But if you just sit down and say, "I like these characters," let's see what we're gonna do with it, then then it's amazing. Yeah, and I like actually that might be my favorite DC show, but then again, to your point, I really don't care about those characters, so right. I can just watch a good show uninterested about what's right. happening. Yeah, you're uninvested in it. In but I, I don't see it's this is sort of like okay, did you read um, Ready Player One? Yep. Um, that mo- that movie's getting ready to come out. And my fear going into it, because this happens a lot of times, and I hear pe- people talk about this all the time. They watch a movie, and then they're like, it's good, but it's not as good as the book. Um, and I'm worried about that with Ready Player One. Not that it has to be exactly like the book. Runaways was like this, too. These type of stories, they leave a lot to your imagination, right? So when you read it, Ready Player One, you're imagining all these scenes in your head, and it plays out a certain way, and you really enjoy it. And the same way with Runaways. I, got, I, I saw the art. I'm picturing this world happening in my head. But then when you watch it on TV or in a movie, there, not as much is left to the imagination, right? The movies just throw everything at you. And that's why I was wondering if Runaways would do well, which I just looked it up, and it has a really high audience score too, so I'm wrong about this. But I thought maybe it would be weird for people seeing a random dinosaur on this TV show. And then all of a sudden in another scene, there's a guy building fistigons. And then always oh, switch to another scene and this girl's like lifting cars and then passing out. I thought it would be way too random to make it work. Um, but clearly I'm wrong because it seems like it's doing great also. Yeah. At least it's not stuck in space for a whole season. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, see, and I think you contradicted yourself because you want to enjoy it for what it is, but like you're already setting it up, setting yourself up for, to not like it or to nitpick at it because it's not like the book with Runaways or with Ready Player One. You know what I mean? Because you already have that perception in your conception in your head. I don't think it's I. It's not that I want it detail by detail to be like the story. I want it. I just want it to be as good as the way I imagined it when I read when I read it. You know what right, I mean? Which, which it won't be because it's your thought and exactly. And my thoughts are always the best to me. Well, yeah, <laughs> correct. But I'm just saying, like, it won't live up to your expectations yeah. because you're the one that created it. Basically, right. you created sure. the movie in your head while you were reading it. Exactly. And I think that's why a lot of times people have that complaint when they read a book and then they watch. Like Aaron, when we were debating with Daryl about uh, Game of Thrones, right? it's always – it goes back to the book, which right. I, I try to read that book, and it was so, like, boring to Boring, me. yeah. Um, so my, my most of my impression of it is just the movie. I mean the TV show. Right. Uh, so, well, real, well, real quick, we, I guess we both like The Gifted. Yeah, I like The Gifted. It just seems like it's more CW-ish now, even though it's not on the CW, if that matters. Yeah. 
but it's more like teeny drama. Uh, Everybody's a stuff. teen supermodel. Yeah. Well, not not that, but like the 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 love fest thing going right. on. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's good though. It's a solid show. I don't some nothing about it like stands out to me. Like even when it when it comes on, I'm not like, oh man, I can't wait to watch The Gifted. But when I do watch it, um, I really enjoy it. It's always a lot of action. There's not, I mean, there's nothing. There's no lulls or anything. The pacing's always really good. Right. It's just a good quality show. Yep, I can see that. Shield's still my favorite, but I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Hey, Shield gets a lot of mixed reviews too, man. A lot of people hate it. I just hate this season so far. You liked last season? Yeah, I've liked all the seasons. I mean, there were some better than others, but like this season, it just seems like boring as hell to me. So Oof. hopefully it'll change. That's why I keep watching it. I thought you were going to wait and watch it after it ended or something. Well, yeah, I said that, but well, what? I mean... What sucks for you then is like those these shield seasons go like twenty over twenty episodes. Yeah, that's a lot to watch if you're not enjoying it. I don't think Inhumans has been officially canceled. Like if for some reason it wasn't, I'm not sure I would watch second <laughs> second season. Cool man. Uh, so this is the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. R- Ronnie usually remembers how people can reach us. They can reach us at on the Twitter machine at Rombar316 for me, at Jack Sutherland for you, and at Ultimate Marv Pod for the show collectively. Yep. Thanks, man. Have a good rest of your day, brother. Yep. <laughs>